0: not you date me? A podcast where Musical Fire tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could come in my coffee and say, "Yum, yum, yum! That's delicious creamer." Okay, my guest today. <laughs> I'm so excited! Oh boy. Okay. Also, I guess I should say it's the Valentine's Day episode because it's coming out right before Valentine's Day. But who fucking cares about Valentine's Day? I've got a Tony-nominated actress who you know from NCIS New Orleans, Santa Clarita Diet, Search Party, and oh my god, my favorite. <laughs> Netflix is you. It's <laughs> Shailene.
1: oh i'm so glad to be
0: here Uh, i am so happy that you agreed to do this i genuinely love you so fucking much um it was funny because I was watching, I love you. You use one of my favorite shows and you showed up in it. And so she had auditioned to play your part. And I looked at her and I said, I'm so sorry. She was cast so perfectly. Like, I know you lost it, but you were not born for this part. And she looked at me and she was like, oh, you're absolutely fucking right. It's you're so great. Like, uh, not to just talk about Netflix is you, but, um, <laughs> You do such a really great job of balancing this character that, like, you're not supposed to like. And then by the end of the the fucking season, you're rooting for her. (laughs) You're like, I need her to get out. Like, I need this. I need her to win. Like, I just it's a real testament to your acting. Like, you're really phenomenal.
1: Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, man. I that was that was really
0: fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. God, if you're like not nominated for something for it, like there's no justice in this world. Uh, like It's just really great.
1: Thanks, man. I'm going to take that to my pillow at night and be like, <laughs> at least Nicole thinks that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> I think so many people think it's so good. Oh, um, so you said before we started recording that you were in my first poll class. I was in your first
1: fucking poll class, man. Yeah,
0: that man. That is so
1: wild to me i love it yeah man i just was like i was so happy for y'all i was like fuck yes like get here and get into your body and your soul Mm -hmm. and fucking like your mirror work like we like we need it like it's so Mm -hmm. powerful like if you're
0: using it it's like powerful yeah I like pulling people are like why do you like it I'm like well one I love a stripper Two mm-hmm. I like to be able to see my body Do things that it doesn't normally do
1: Yeah that's like hard but If I can make it look easy like mm-hmm. That's a win for me because that means That that that's my body You know mm-hmm. what I mean like no one Can take that from me that's mine That's my yeah. magic Oh, I
0: love it and yes. I was creeping on your Instagram <laughs> okay. and you're Really great and like super strong And like it's fun to watch your pull videos but you're also dating an MMA fighter. <laughs> MMA? Yeah, MMA. <laughs> I, like, what a strong couple. <laughs> yeah, that's a badass little
1: bitch. Like, we're great. Like, I feel like... I feel like I learned so much from my divorce and like she is my gift. Like that's like oh. that's my gift. It's like, yeah, bitch, you got to figure your shit out and you can't <laughs> like just like marry your way through. Yeah, like you got to <laughs> fucking like figure that shit out and take responsibility for, you know, the lessons and, you know, take responsibility for your behavior and like why you think the way that you think. And then just fucking change it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Just fucking change it. And like, that's my gift.
0: That is really interesting. I went on a date with somebody and I said something that I didn't think was rude, but they were like, hey, that was kind of not nice. And I was like, whatever. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, God, not only was that interpreted as not nice, my response wasn't nice. It was super insensitive. Yes. And I was like... (laughs) It wouldn't kill me to just take a step back and go, "Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. Can we walk through why you thought that was unkind?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like we we lose patience so quickly, and it's not that hard to have a dialogue as to why somebody was upset about something, you know? Yeah, but
1: we do it to ourselves though. I like know. that's that's it. Like and so like taking responsibility for your relationship with you helps you so much. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Dick in this area, amazing mm-hmm. in this area.
0: You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. Just make the change, you know? Yeah. And that's also like a wild thing where it's like, oh, so like I can never react like that again? It's like, well, do you want to be that person who reacts yeah. like that? Yeah. So yeah, just like, change it. Yeah. What's your attachment to that? What's that? <laughs> What's that helping? Yeah. What's that helping? No. Yeah. Let it and go. that's something you can't really learn from therapy because therapy is like, it's just me and I'm telling my side yeah. and my side. I always come out just a little bit better. Right, uh, right, <laughs> right. I've used the therapy like
1: like my chi chi. So mm. like I've got I've been in therapy for like 12 years now. Mm-hmm. And so and I've had like many manner of therapy. I've done the mm-hmm. somatic, like, EMDR brain spotting. Oh. I've done the the talk therapy. I've done couples therapy. Um, I went to a psychiatrist. I was like, yeah, no, like, I don't really love how this, like, went down. I don't, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna, like, figure some other shit out. But, like, the therapist that I have now, um, she's amazing, and her thing is, like, my job is just to help you learn how to be comfortable being yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And so like most of the work though, you're right, doesn't happen in that hour. Like most of the work is like, my mindfulness and, like, being with myself. Like, those mm-hmm. moments, like, you just had, like, where you're like,
0: oh, oh, that's, yeah, okay, cool, 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 cool. Let me run that back, let me run that back, let me run that
1: back. So, like, that's the work, is, like, you got to walk it.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. I think if I ever get into, like, a relationship relationship, I would like to do couples therapy immediately. Like, the minute we're like, we're together, we uh, commit to each other, it's like, great, then we should talk about how we communicate and make it so... It's nice, because I know people fight, but, like, just imagine less fighting. That's nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is nice. It really is nice, yeah. I I went from a relationship where I was like, yeah, it's normal. It's normal to fight all the time, and we're, like, working things out, like, as, mm-hmm. you know, every day. that We fight every fucking day. Mm-hmm. To a relationship where it's like, we don't, like, fight. It's just, like we, like, listen, because we're both some strong women. Mm -hmm. So, but we're also super sensitive in the same way. And so it's like, hey, like, this is a boundary. Like, I, I, like, and and you know my history because Mm -hmm. we take responsibility for what the other person has told us. So we hold that history. So it's like, hey, you know, like, this is bringing up some shit and I know it's mine to work on, Mm -hmm. but if you can find a way, you know, like, and then it's like, oh, okay, that's not that important to me. Or, oh, mm-hmm. well, here's why I reacted that way. And this is, and so it's like, it's it's a negotiation of like, like, it's just, this is how I need to be loved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I need your understanding. And because we are in this relationship, like that's the agreement. Is that like, mm-hmm. I'm responsible for your story. Like, I'm just <sighs> responsible for it.
0: I love that. Yeah, And I and think she it's, loves so, hard. it's so nice. It's so, I guess I, when I think of relationships, I think of like when you see people out and about and they're like happy and and t- t- having a nice time. You're like, Oh, what a treat! What is nice. But then it's like, Oh, but it's actually work. And it's like, somebody will make you upset. And then you have to go, Oh, that is a boundary that was crossed. And I'd love yeah. it if it didn't happen again. And. <laughs> It is just, like, letting people know. Cause how else will they know if you don't tell them? No, and you have to be vulnerable, too, in yeah. that your story about
1: the why isn't always right. So, mm-hmm. like, I had I had a moment where I, like, was not the most emotionally mature, and I'm listening to this Mel Robbins book, like, How to Take Control of Your Life, and she, I just listened to this yesterday. She was like, instead of thinking, like, what's wrong with me, think about, like, think... What happened to me? Like what mm. happened to me? So we were on this like cross country drive. Now me and this girl, we drive a lot. We drive <laughs> through Mexico. We've driven like all of the the south of border oh. to border United States. Like Are you guys campers? No, no. We just like (laughs) we like moved me from California to Houston. And then like we did a trip like moving her storage from Florida to Houston. Then we've traveled Mexico, like trying to find like the city for us. And we found like the two cities that we love and we were like (gasps) living there. And then like I you gotta have a car in Mexico. We've been so many times that like we were like, look, let's just bring the car. So we like drove down. So it's just like and then like getting here to Denver, we were like, we were here, we went to Telluride for Christmas and then we spent a week in Denver and we were like we love it here like the altitude is amazing i love polling mm-hmm. at altitude i love polling alone and they have like this great like studio that's like you rent it. It's like Mm -hmm. a pod. And so, like, I go in and I, like, get my shit and I'm doing it at altitude so I know, like, I'm getting good, like, conditioning. And Mm -hmm. for her, like, most of the UFC, like, champs are here and she's like, yeah, I gotta, like, come here and I gotta fucking train. So we, like, drove from Houston to Denver. You know what I mean? So it's just Uh like, oh, okay. So we are amazing in the car together. We're fucking rock stars. And then we had this one day Mm -hmm. where... (laughs) it was like uh, something came on about divorce like we were like listening to YouTube videos and Mm -hmm. she was like oh there was this like ALUX video like 15 things to learn from divorce and she like was like oh this is just divorcing and I was like what? and it was like automatically triggered (laughs) and she was like how could you are you planning? like I just thought I got crazy I got insane and like what did I learn? well I learned that I can't like just project like someone's intention or someone's Mm -hmm. like, you know, or that they know that that's a trigger for me because divorce, it's, it's, it's not like a thing for me, but that night, Mm -hmm. you know, the hours on the road, the blah, 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 blah. It's just like, it got me. And the next morning it was just like, we had to talk about it. And I was embarrassed because Mm -hmm. my little ego is like, you know, I'm emotionally mature and whatever. And I wasn't. (laughs) And, you know, like, and luckily for me, I have the good relationship with my ego where I could be like, yeah, that's not always the case. So you have to like, let that go. Like, you got to let it go. And so it was yeah. just like, I'm really sorry for that. And I promise that I'll do better next time when I'm tired and mm-hmm. driving. And and I won't just assume that you're going to. And poor Jess. She, like, <laughs> loves me so much.
0: She was just like, why would you even think that? <laughs> because sometimes people say things and then... Something clicks in your brain. You're like, they don't like me anymore. It's all going to shit. I'm going to be alone again. I have to get back on
1: apps. That's your responsibility, man. You got (laughs) to rein that little monster in. You got to be like, come here, girl. Let me talk to you for a minute. You need to chill the fuck out. Like, Uh why the fuck are you acting like this? Are you hungry? Do you want to eat? (laughs) Like, do you need a hug? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to rein it
0: in. Come talk to me. What's going on with you? The only thing I can really equate that to is I quit smoking in the beginning of this year. I quit the January 3rd. And sometimes I'll be like, I'd really like a cigarette. And then I go, I really want one. And then I go, why? And then you just think about it. And you're like, oh, because it's a habit that I had for a very long time. They didn't make me feel good. I coughed really hard. And I always stunk like cigarettes. Do you want Do you want a bagel? And you're like, I'll go eat the bagel. Yeah, I'll go have a bagel. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, whatever. You gotta just like, figure out why you're spiraling out and it's not that hard if you just take a second and think yeah it's self parenting that's Mm -hmm. it
1: it's like you have to be your own like parent and then to have like a good strong relationship like I thought oh I could self parent really well which means that I can parent whoever I'm with too Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's
0: like Yeah, that's a no-no. No, 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 ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. <laughs> I watched this TED talk. I cannot remember who the person is, but it was like, you will marry the wrong person and Yeah, like, that's-, that's Alain Toussaint. He has this love him. He has it's
1: this great life. <laughs> He's like it's an amazing so philosopher. Good.
0: Yeah, it's great. I like lost my shit when he was like, um, the way we look for love is we're looking to be miserable because we're trying to mirror our relationships that we had with our parents. Yeah, as a and child you're like oh my God. Yes. Yes, exactly. I'm always looking for approval for men because I was looking for approval with my dad. And then that was like a constant thing. So I think it's a thing I need to be chasing. And I already knew I had daddy issues, but I was like, oh, it's I am literally seeking it out. Yeah. And the minute like a man is like, unimpressed by me or wants to start ignoring me, I'm like, it's on, baby. Yeah, you're the one for me. You're so emotionally unavailable in the way that
1: turns me on. Uh-huh. Oh. Tell there's me that, less. There is that. There is that, that. Why would I want to be a part of a club that would let me in? You uh-huh. know? It's like, yep. I I want you. You don't want me. Make it hard yeah. for me, baby. Make oh. me
0: earn it. It's so wild. So you went to Juilliard. I want to talk about that for a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Ah! Juilliard. I went to Juilliard.
0: Juilliard, Juilliard in New York City. <laughs> Juilliard. I auditioned for Juilliard and I did a monologue from Twelfth Night and A Raisin in the Sun, I believe. And those went really well. And then they were like, now sing. And I cannot sing. And I started and I was like, Burr, And they were all like, Goodbye. <laughs> did you have fun at
1: juilliard i i did i i did i typically tend to have fun wherever i am yeah uh when i look back though like i was a totally different person Mm -hmm. so like i saw the problems of juilliard and i was like oh this is how i can bypass them um and so like for me, at that time, I was a Christian. I became a born again, sewn up vagina, born again virgin, born again Christian. Oh, and uh, within in like an acting a, school, in acting school, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and and I I like spent the summer between third and fourth year. Uh, I went to Creflo Dollar's church. Actually, that was the first church, and I would go to church at Madison Square Garden's theater. Wow. <laughs> I haven't heard
0: Creflo Dollar's name in years. My mom was, she was a Christian woman, and she would listen to Creflo Dollar. So, like, I grew up listening to him, and I, oh my God, what a fucking throwback. Oh, girl,
1: oh, girl. I went to Creflo Dollar's church. It's Madden Square Garden Theater. I would, like, wave the little blue uh, tithing envelope when it was time to to give that man our money. I was like, oh, I can't wait! Oh, yes! And I would march on down there. Oh, my God. I, I learned how to speak in tongues? There, <gasps> they take oh, wait,
0: you up. You learn how to speak in tongues, girl. Yes, yes, yes. You I learn. I always thought it just happened. It happened yeah. in my grandmother's church. I remember being a kid. Some lady fell out, and I was like, "If Jesus does that to you, I don't think I need him in my heart, and I don't really want to accept him." <laughs> and she was like, dah, 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 dah. I, "I can't even remember the." Sound. It was like it's just gibberish. It was so wild. It's just gibberish. It's yes. just
1: gibberish. It's like <gasps> deeply, deeply gibberish. Yeah, they like. <laughs> it's it's part of like. It's deeply gibberish. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> so, like, they take you in the back room and they're, like, uh, there, there's, like, this, like, it looks like a control room at the Madison Square Garden Theater where they, like, where they do it. Uh-huh. Um, so they take you up into this control room and everyone is, like, deeply, deeply tragically serious because uh-huh. we're all like going <laughs> through something. I was like deeply lonely and like scared. And and I don't know what they were going through. And I was like, I need to talk to Jesus in my own heavenly tongue. And they told me they'll teach me how to do it. And so they take you into this control room. It's like tight room. And then this guy just says, he's like, this is the baptism by fire. And it's like, all right. And he's like, I'm about to put the holy fire on you. And it's like, all right. And so he's like, I'm just going to start. And then you just got to go for it, basically. Uh, Okay. And so, and he, like, reads a scripture that, like, basically is, like, this is your heavenly tongue. Like, this is your, Mm -hmm. like, remember those cans with the string? Like, this is your personal one to God. Like, Uh no one knows what the fuck you're saying at all but him. And so, he just starts and he'll be, like, (laughs) robocosha. Robo (laughs) Okay. You send that up, <laughs> and <laughs> you just be like, oh, la, 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 la. and you just like start, you just launch into it. And everybody's is different. It's shot. It's like, it's really upsetting because it's so, <laughs> it's so like, it's like jarring when people do it's like, cause it's different, you know? And that's, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow.
0: Mm hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is, it's funny to listen to someone and you're not a born again, Anymore? Oh no, nah, hell no. Nah. Uh-huh. So what happened to me was I think I wore
1: Jesus out, Nicole. So um, third between third and fourth year, I had left Creflo's church because okay. he was exeg he was like we are exegesis, which means that you are girl. I was deep. I was deep in it. I had concordances. I had concordances. like yeah. What's I had that? that. It's like basically a book where it's like a a a. a a, like a, I forget the word for it, but it's basically like. Whatever word you want to look up, it's got all where all the scriptures are that oh, got shit. that word. Okay. And I had I had like notes from like scholars, Bible scholars, like this is wow. what this Aramaic meant and whatever. And so I I was like deep in it, right? Uh-huh. And yeah, so I started going into the, started going to this church that was like um like super about like scripture and stuff. And they had this program for full-time ministry. And so you could do the the program for the summer. And so mm-hmm. I was going up to people. Do you know World Market, like Worldwide Market, Worldwide Plaza? Uh, it's between it's between ninth, eighth, and ninth, and fifty one and fifty two. Yes. yes, yes, it's that by the Dream Plaza. Hotel yes. or the New World Theater, right? The yes. the yes. So I would go in there, and I would walk up to people, and I would be like. Can I talk to you about the Lord?
0: Wow. While you're in drama school? <laughs> yes. They didn't give you enough homework there in no, Juilliard. No,
1: no, I was trying to save souls. girls, I was trying to save souls. Wow. And then after like three months of doing that and like praying and like mm-hmm. all this stuff, like I, there was so much talk to Jesus, Nicole. Like it was a lot. <laughs> and by the time I started fourth year, I couldn't hear the voice of the Lord anymore. And it was like one of my biggest, like it was, I was depressed about it. And I was like, did I talk to you too much this summer or whatever? Like. why can't i hear you anymore and then i started thinking about the bible and i thinking about like why do i need other people to believe this like Uh why do i need other people to believe this for me that's an interesting
0: thought yeah because it's like well i believe in the lord i talk to the lord whatever but then it's like why do i have to go get more people to believe what i believe right because it's like i love chicken fingers A specific kind. They're battered and deep fried. I don't like the breaded Mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like evangelizing to people about like (laughs) like, you have to eat these specific chicken. You know what I mean? It's it's really interesting. And that's like one of the reasons why I kind of stopped going to church, because I was like, Well, why am I paying this pastor's mortgage? Why does his you know, his family live there for free and the grandkids and all this shit and some of there was some sinning going on to get the grandkids Uh and uh uh, I gotta give ten percent of my money to this church and Then I got to tell other people to come to this church. And I'm like, sounds like a real interesting pyramid scheme Yeah, where nobody's really making bank. No, but the but Creflo Dollar and his jet, he had he was like asking
1: us for money for the jet. And I was like, I don't think that that's what Jesus wants. There's something
0: about this that feels not very like Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> I got to get out of here. Well, he's trying to get closer to God, trying yes. to fly right to <laughs> fly right directly to Jesus. Yes. I mean, that is wild to be like, I need this jet. parishioners, please. Ten yes. percent. So I yes. get my jet. It was crazy. I was like, no,
1: I don't think this is it. I don't think this Ugh. is the one. Mm-mm. That is wild. Real quick. We do
0: have to take a break. Okay. Can I ask, are you, did you start dating early, like in high school? Oh my God, girl. No, I was a
1: player pimp from elementary school. Like ah! I just like, I, <laughs> I was fucking, <laughs> I was rolling them. I thought I was straight. I was the gayest straight girl. Like, and that's why I'm excited to be on this podcast too. Cause you be asking for advice back in the day when I thought I was straight, you know what I would tell these straight girls? I'd be like, just grab his dick. Just oh! grab his dick. D- that's all they talk about is how it has a mind of its own. If you want the sex, just grab the, the joystick. Uh-huh. Don't fuck with the asshole.
0: Just grab the Don't joystick. Don't fuck with the asshole. <laughs> Don't fuck with the asshole. Just <laughs> grab
1: that dick. Gagged, and I was like, you is gay, girl. That is, <laughs> that is
0: <laughs> It's very aggressive. It's- super like it's very aggressive i'm sure the other girls were like oh i couldn't and you're like who cares (laughs) you just grab it you're like i don't even like it you just grab it grab it
1: (laughs) and they do stuff it's it's easy girl you can get a man just grab that dick
0: terrible oh that's so funny so when did you discover that women were Women were the thing that were for you. What a wild way to ask that question. I think it's because it's like kind of boring. People's coming out stories. Yeah, just exactly. like, when did I decide I like men? When I was a little girl and I was like, boy, oh boy, it'd be nice to hug that one.
1: <laughs> yes, but here's the thing though about my straight phase, which is like crazy. So <laughs> I, so I could read really young, right? So mm-hmm. um, my grandma's owned a hair salon since before I was born. So one of the only magazines that she would buy that mm-hmm. was not black was Cosmo. Oh. So I was reading about all the stuff. And oh. when, what I learned from Cosmo was that in order to be a good adult woman, you got to be good at sex. Oh. And that straight sex is jobs. Got blow jobs,
0: mm-hmm. hand, hand jobs. jobs.
1: You know what I'm saying uh-huh. you got it's a lot of labor, right? It's a right? lot of
0: labor. It's free labor. It's
1: free labor. Mm-hmm. And and you got to put on a show. You know what I'm saying? Uh You gotta give him the ah, you gotta, you gotta (laughs) uh, you know, all of that shit. You gotta do Uh it all. You gotta which is why actually the the swinger scene on you, it like shooting that was fucking hysterical. A
0: really funny scene.
1: It was hysterical.
0: It's so funny. You were so funny in it.
1: Oh, thank you. But I was doing all the shit I learned. You know, the mm, way you uh-huh. get it, uh, uh, you oh, gotta give him that. Like, oh, 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 oh. you have pierced me, sir. <laughs> you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You, he like, oh, I pierced you. He's like, oh, I'm wounded. <laughs> oh, I'm wounded. I really like
0: it. You know what I mean? You gotta do it. Uh-huh. You gotta do it. It is funny that some men do really love tricks. So, like, a trick I learned is when a dick hits, like I just lift the back of my tongue to like stop it from going all the way down and like actually gagging me. So like I lift my tongue a little bit and then you go and it feels like (laughs) to them that they've hit the back and then they are like, oh yeah, it's so big, right? It's so huge. Because like a lot of it is out because it's not at the back of my throat. It's a a trick. It's It's a full blow trick that I learned that works every fucking time. And that was You're my right. problem, though Nicole.
1: Like I thought everybody knew it was tricks. Mm-hmm. I thought everybody knew. <laughs> so my my time with these men, you know, I would make I make the joke now. Like I have guys in my DMs like all the time. Like oh, you know. You should give it a try, you know, whatever. It's like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: why don't don't you give dick a try? (laughs) If dick is so great, why are you giving it away in my DMs for free? Okay. It is really funny to think about. It's like, why, sir? And it's like, listen, (laughs) you try dick. I've tried women, okay? And that's why I'm gay. If Uh dick is so great, why
0: ain't you gay? You know what I mean? Like, why ain't you gay, sir? (laughs) it is funny to think about it's like yeah just try dick I could turn you and it's like I don't know maybe you try dick and maybe you turn you and you like it
1: yeah exactly because this is just about you sir Mm -hmm. and that's the problem (laughs) so I would emotionally abuse these men and I didn't even know that I was doing it because Mm. because what is the phenomenon Nicole that happens to men the phenomenon that happens when A woman does something to a man, even if she's unknowing. And that man experiences a kind of gender dysmorphia. What is that word called? You have just
0: what? You have. I'm bad at quizzes. I'm so (laughs) bad at pop quizzes. Uh, Oh, no. You have. You have. You have. Emasculate. Emasculate. Yes. Emasculate. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Pop quizzes are so hard.
1: And they're hard when you forget the answer, too. (laughs) You fucking emasculate. And there's no feminine equivalent. There is no feminine equivalent to emasculation so a lot of the shit that you have to do in straight relationships is avoiding the very fragile situation that a man can experience Mm -hmm. you know if you do shit like make more money than him or you know are funnier or smarter or whatever Uh emasculate me and i have a problem with that so i would do this thing where i would just like go behind the veil of, like, mm-hmm. what, what's expected, gender relationships, and I would just, like, do shit that was, like, like, oh, my God. So, for instance, <laughs> I, I'll i tell you this. I'll tell you this so you know I'm not a monster. I was, like, genuinely, like, <laughs> concerned. So, like, at Juilliard, um, there was a guy that I went to, that I was in class with who had testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. And this was at the same time that the Livestrong guy, what's his name? Uh, Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Pop> quiz. <laughs> I'm in Denver, so, you know, weed. <laughs> um, so, so he he also got it. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, And at the time, I was still like, I thought I was still straight. And so mm-hmm. I was like, these men, like, I didn't even know that that's something that could happen to their, you know, wow. So mm-hmm. this is happening, like, terrible. And so he got – he got the got the mm-hmm. surgery. And I didn't know him. Like, even though we were in the same class, like, you don't ask those kinds of questions. Like, yeah, people no. should learn that you don't ask those kinds of questions. <laughs> uh-huh. But I knew, like, you don't ask those questions. Well, I was with this guy, like, four years later. And let's just say the snake did not match the boulder. So okay. I thought, based on the boulder situation, that there was only one. Uh-huh. And so when the pants came down and I saw that, that was all I could think about. I was just uh-huh. like, "Oh my god, another one! Like this is happening! Like so more! Like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's an it's a it's an epidemic that's mm-hmm. going on with these men." And so because my problem. With straight sex was, and this was like the the thing that should have been like the indicator. But everywhere in society, when a woman says like I'm having problems with like straight sex," they're always like, "Oh, uh-huh. that's normal. Like anything you say mm. happens, yes. it's, it's like it's normal. It's normal." So I didn't yes. think that. I just thought I was like a normal straight lady that didn't want to sleep with the guys. But mm-hmm. like like once you're in the relationship, there comes a point where it's like ah, six months. That's enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's enough sex for you. Uh- So, 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 but the thing that would happen would be when we got into sex penetration, Mm -hmm. I would go numb. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. feel anything. And so I'd had a couple of times where I'm like putting on the theatrics "Ah, Mm -hmm. ah, ah," and something in the corner of the room would catch my eye and I would, and I learned this later, I would disassociate. So Uh. I would just like start thinking about and just like go totally quiet and just mm-hmm. like and I just thought like oh like oh like that's kind of normal like I just wasn't like in it anymore mm-hmm. like I don't feel it anyway so I'm like bah whatever so we're in the heat of the moment me and this guy with the big snake and tiny boulder and And I'm just, like, I really, like, I didn't get a chance to, like, ask about, like, what this Mm -hmm. is like. So, I think this is, like, my time because we're – I was 21. I was, like, technically we're on the topic. So, I'm, like, on my back. And I, like – I'm, like, making the noises and everything. And I just, like, I was, like, I got to wind down into this and just, like, kind of, like, find the right time. And so, I grabbed – his what I thought was one testicle and I looked Mm -hmm. at him and I was like and I was like you have to be really compassionate and I was just like what happened (laughs) and he like the way his face like the micro Uh like I was like this isn't it
0: yeah this isn't
1: it this isn't it and he was just like with what and I was like nothing oh ah." and then He, like, he finished, whatever, because men, and at the end he was just like, never grab a guy's balls during sex and ask what happened and I was like duly noted dude like I already knew that after you after you were active so poorly you yeah. caring about your ball situation yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and so it beca- it would be like I would be with these guys and I would just like do this kind of shit that's like mm-hmm. she, like she's an asshole or she's like she doesn't care or and some guys are into that like some mm-hmm. guys are into women that aren't really that into them so after after years of that, uh-huh. <laughs> I broke up with this guy that I was with for like three years. And that was the longest, like, adult really, because I met him after Juilliard's 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 21. And he was 42, Oof. 41 or 42. Ooh, that is a gap. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, I. I needed someone to take care of me in New Mm -hmm. York. You know, he, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the honest, the honest thing was, the honest thing was I, I had like, I was living in the dorms for like three years and then I moved out. And then like my last year I like moved into this like five bedroom, one bathroom apartment in (laughs) New York Uh and he had air conditioning and I was just (sighs) like, I think this works. I think this works. (laughs) I think this works. <laughs> and I was depressed for – that was, like, my second depression. Um, mm-hmm. And that was, like – it was, like, I'm not living authentically, right? Like, I – I there was, like, a lot of things. Like, I had just graduated. I had had a couple of jobs, but then I didn't work for nine months, and I didn't know, and blah, blah, blah. And I just, like, depressed. Mm-hmm. So after that relation, relationship ended – I we had talked about like bringing other people into the bedroom like Mm -hmm. a lot of people do and um, you know looked up all this stuff and I was just like there was a woman at this this bar that we used to go to that seemed like really down Mm -hmm. and I had a dream about her that night and in that dream there was this knowing that if I slept with a woman, I'll never sleep with a man again. Mm. And I was like, we need to go to couples therapy the next morning. I was like, we cannot have another person in our bedroom. We got to go to therapy. <laughs> 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 so after, after the relationship ended, I was just like, let me just be open. Uh-huh. So I was, this was during my like Broadway like time. And I like went to a friend's bar um, and you say friend's bar, he didn't own the bar. He was a bartender at the bar. You know how you say it. <laughs> I went to my friend's bar. No, no that's You're what the I bartender. thought. I was yeah. like, yeah, definitely
0: a bartender at <laughs> the, the bar. Right, yeah.
1: right, right. So um, there was a woman there and she was like interested. And you know, I've, I've always been like kind of sexually like open, free, mm-hmm. like, you know, like I'm looking for an experience. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. i have like, can I feel, you know, whatever. So I'm like, all right, cool. Can I feel? Can I
0: feel? Can That's I all feel? I'm trying to do. I'm just, just trying feel to feel. a bit. <laughs> That's how yeah. I felt. I felt,
1: like, I felt like the Tin Man, you know, like trying to get a heart, you know, like that was my straight. That was my straight phase, you know? And yeah, I went to the bathroom with this girl and we hooked up. And I have read so much Cosmo about like straight sex. I ain't read nothing about no lesbian sex. And girl, (laughs) let me just tell you, I was a natural. And I was just like, oh my God, like- this is like, I didn't study for this. Yeah. And I like kind of aced it. And it felt amazing. Like I felt, stop. And so, yeah, I took her out the like uh, next weekend or whatever. And yeah, like a proper date. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. I've never been with the woman. So like, I have to see like, was this a fluke? Was this? And yeah, like that night we hooked up and I was just like, nope, totally not a fluke. Okay. So <laughs> that's, Kind of how I found out, you know, you gotta like walk it.
0: Just take it out for a walk. It is so funny to me that you're like Cosmo didn't say anything about lesbian sex, and it's like it should. It It should. should. It absolutely should. And it's so funny to me that like you have to just just discover it. You have to like go out and figure it out kind of for yourself. Now there's like more television and stuff that depicts, you know. Like I was watching Yellow Jackets and I was like, oh, I love that two of the girls on the team are into each other or whatever. I don't think that's giving too much away. Yellow Jackets is really good if you haven't seen it. really <laughs> I seen it. Um, But like, I was like, I like that. And I feel like there just needs to be more representation of, I don't know, lesbians in places. Yeah. Or just like non-traditional relationships. Like um, I like learned about polyamory and like I always thought it was just like a couple and then you have like another boyfriend, you got another boyfriend, you got another girlfriend. But then there's polyamory where it's like, oh, I don't have a primary. I just have many different people and I love my alone time. And I was like, that's an interesting thing for someone to explore where you just have like eight boyfriends and you're like, I just figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Side note,
1: (laughs) side note. So I've, always been interested in like alternative, you know, relationships whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but most of my relationships pre-25 were very like monogamous like mm-hmm. but I was like curious, right? So I would like watch stuff, read stuff. Well, that's kind of how I got into pole dance. Mm-hmm. So the actual like A to B. So I had did this, I met this producer and um they had put on her resume, like, that she did this reality show on polyamory,
0: mm-hmm. And... On uh, Showtime? Had, on Showtime, you know it! It is a wild show it's where crazy. I would watch it and be like, I mean... Yes, I've never wanted to see people like this. Fuck, but here we are. <laughs> yes, Leanne in season
1: two. I'm so glad you fucking saw it because now <laughs> we can fucking talk about it. Leanne, in, like I was laying on my couch in in L.A. and I I still didn't have like a workout thing figured out for myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I had, like, I used to, like, lift weights and stuff, and then I wasn't interested. So I was, like, watching the show, and I was like, she had a good body. Like, she did mm-hmm. have a good, and she owns a pole studio. And so even though that situation was so, like, like, so indicative of straight, patriarchy like whatever even in these liberated spaces mm-hmm. like it's very patriarchal and so um I was like aside from that let me check out this pole studio so she owns B spun which is the like number wow. one I didn't know that <laughs> it's the number yes she owns that studio so I looked at the website and I was like these girls are really good and mm-hmm. I was like but I want to get good and I know that I won't learn as well if I don't have the basics because these Mm -hmm. girls are like, so you kind of need the basics to like Get there right, yeah. And so um, that's how I started pole dancing. I found Luscious Maven, and Luscious Maven was like twelve minutes away from where I lived at the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." And so I started pulling there. And then after a few months, I like started pulling at uh, at B Spun. Mm-hmm. But then I would pull like at Body and Pole in New York. I pulled in Portland. I pulled in Spain. I pulled in Thailand. Like I pulled in Mexico. Like I just like going and, like, learning from different Mm -hmm. teachers and shit, you know? But, yeah, that's how it started, that polyamory show. That's
0: so funny that it started with that polyamory show because it truly is a wild show. We are just like, this has to be... Showtime had some interesting reality television. They had polyamory and then this other thing that I watched called Gigolos that followed (laughs) male escorts, (laughs) and it's fully unhinged and very overtly racist. Oh, my God! (laughs) <laughs> at one point one of the white guys um they're waiting on one of the black escorts to come i can't remember his name but he's like he's probably gonna be late because he's black and the other one goes half black and he's like well half of him's gonna be late and i was like <gasps> <laughs> and i was like you can't say that no! it's just and then there's an episode there's also like fat shaming in it it's like triggering so like if you get triggered i wouldn't watch it yeah, but I like need to watch it <laughs> there's a part where he was like, I don't know, I got a, I got a client, she's huge, and they were like, how big? It's like, you know, big, and then they like, literally jump cut to him fucking her. They's like pounding this <laughs> woman, and I, <laughs> and it doesn't give you a chance to be like, oh, I wonder how big she is because they're showing you. And then I was watching it, and I was like, she's not that big. No, I was like, she's, she's about the same size as me. I was like, is that how people talk about me? And then I was like, Nicole, these thoughts have to leave your head. Yes. You cannot do that to yourself. This is a weird reality show where a lot of things are staged. And who fucking cares if a Las Vegas gigolo thinks you yes. are fat? Exactly. Exactly! Fuck exactly! Get the fuck out of here! Can your brain do some magical things when you're you just like, Oh, now I've been transported to a space where I don't feel good about myself. Exactly! That's why I love poll. Whenever people people like to post like negative things, they'll be like, Oh my God, strong poll. Mm. And I mean, it's not negative, but it's just like, that's a first draft. But I always respond. I'm like, (laughs) okay. Sure, strong pole. But don't you think it's more interesting that someone this big can climb up that pole? Exactly. Like, the pole just has to stand there. I'm, like, really working. Yeah, exactly. Like, hello. I'm amazing. I'm stronger than you, probably. (laughs) Uh,
1: Exactly. Not probably. Definitely. (laughs) Actually, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is polling, like, a... Do you do, do like, yoga and stuff to, like, go with it? I do a little bit of, like, yoga and stretching to, like. Yeah.
1: So I, like, (laughs) I. So because I'm with an athlete. Athlete. Mm. Mm -hmm. You don't say it. I think now about like how I do it, and I'm also like 33, so like just jumping on a pole isn't really like a Mm -hmm. good idea anymore. (laughs) So, um, but like now I do about two hour sessions, Mm -hmm. and most of that time is the warm up. Most of that time, and I do I do mirror meditation shit so i'm literally yeah so what how i got into pole um like aside from the polyamory show Uh what i got out of pole was like even though i've been super like easy like who cares like that's straight shit i've always been easy Mm -hmm. i've never felt comfortable in public like i've always been like you know like You know, you would never think, you know what I mean? And so, Mm -hmm. but for me, it's about safety. So when I was 18 in New York, I remember walking and the street harassment was really scarring for me. I told Ah. this one guy like, and I'm crazy, Nicole, like, I don't (laughs) know. Fuck. <laughs> so, like, like, I was wearing some jeans and this fucking delivery guy um, was, like, had said something, like, you know, nice ass or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, don't talk to me like that. And he was like, fuck
0: you, bitch. And I was like, oh. <gasps> That's so (laughs) wild to me that that's the response that you get. Like when you're like, please don't say that. And they're like, fuck you. And you're like, you started it. You spoke to me first. And I said, no, thank you. Exactly. (sighs) So like, and then also it was like, I know what
1: you look like with your pants off and it's terrible. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's not that great. Like, Uh you're just (laughs) terrible. So like, I, I always would I would dress up. Like, I I feel most comfortable, like, now with the masks. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, kind of my last, like, I'm like, wow, awesome. So no one gets to see anything mm-hmm. um, in the world. <laughs> but But, like, I love sensuality. I love my body. Like I said, like, I want to feel like I'm alive. Like, I'm a human being. Like, I want to feel. And so, but... I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable being in -hmm. public. And so how can I explore a lot of this like eroticism and like creativity with my body when I have all these like blocks? So Mm -hmm. for me, pole is like a safe place to do, it's like a a safe place to do something private in public because all of Mm -hmm. these women are also like in the same, we're all in the same state of, undress or whatever yeah. and we're all like doing the same shit but we're all our, our own person and that's what i love about pole is that like your expression of a move looks different because it's your body and for some people who are like box people who are like i need to like fucking look like everybody and like mm-hmm. do everything like everyone that's scary but if you're like out of the box kind of bitch you're like fuck yeah mm-hmm. this is my light and that's her light, and she looks dope, and I look dope. Yeah, that's why I
0: love pole, because like... (laughs) when a girl will, or a person will perform, you're just like, yay. Like, yeah. And let's just say when, like everyone is so like happy when you get a move or like when you do a little piece at the end of like a workshop, people are like, yay. And you're like, yeah. it's just all positive and it's nice. And nobody's making fun of you or thinking things other than like you did it and you did yeah. good. And you did good. And we know it's hard and you uh-huh. fucking did it. Mm-hmm. And so like, for me, that was great.
1: But then the next layer was, oh, Shalita, you've got, work to do like with how you see yourself so like I read uh, bell hooks uh like it's it's rock my soul uh mm-hmm. black people in self-esteem and in it she talks about like eradicating like the white supremacy in you and then taking that idea further it's like if be- basically like You're agreeing, you're in agreement with any like negative stereotypical whatever if it pierces you. Mm -hmm. That means there is an agreement in your body about that. And so it's your job to unravel that. Why do I Mm -hmm. believe that about myself? And so what I did with Paul was I started looking up, I was like, there has to be like something you can do with the mirror. And so I like Googled like mirror meditation Mm -hmm. and that's a thing that exists. (laughs) So, so there are like all these practices that you can do. And one of them was the one that I started with was, you know, look like looking at yourself in the mirror, whatever mistakes or whatever. I love that. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Like gratitude toward you and your body. And, you know, honestly, Nicole, like, when I started poll, like, I had just left a show and I was, like, fucking fucked up, like, just trying to, like, heal and, like, put my myself back together. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, part of how I did it was, like learning how to be in full acceptance of me, even if I'm not doing it right. And then Mm -hmm. that became empowering too, because I, when I got to be spun, like if there was a move in the choreo that I didn't like how I did it or how it looked on my body, or it's like, oh, her hips are different than my hips. And so Mm -hmm. that move is different. I would modify it and I wouldn't ask for permission. And Mm -hmm. being in class, like the thing that I love about pole is like, you can break some of those like shitty like box mentality like with being in class right Mm -hmm. because like in in school you're supposed to be like everybody else but in pole it's like no like there's I don't hurt anybody by being in my own body Uh like it doesn't hurt anyone so we're not doing a show this is a class so I can just learn the way that I need to learn and I would modify my shit and
0: I'd be dope I really like that because I felt like a lot in school where I talked a lot, I had ADHD, like teachers would send me out of class because they're like, you're just a lot right now, go walk in the hallway. And then I would feel othered, but like in poll, uh, specifically with my teacher Veronica, I love that she'll give me modifications so I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I can't. It's like, you can, you just do it a different way. Yeah. And you're still a part of the class even though you learn how to do something a different way. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Real quick, we have to take another break. That's N U U L Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com.
1: For me, like when I started taking responsibility for the ways in which I was dumping on myself, Like, I started to see how I had, like, courage to, like, stand in my ground in all these Mm -hmm. other areas and, like, fixing my fucking hair. Like, these fucking curls are all because of a fucking product that I created. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I want to talk about that. Yes, yes. So let's talk about that. So So it's four naturals. Four naturals. And um, I created it because I was trying to solve a fucking problem. And that problem was um, I have type four hair. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, my grandma's owned a hair salon since before I was born. Um, So I knew what licensed cosmetologists, black licensed cosmetologists knew about black hair. And it was like nothing. We know Mm -hmm. styles and we can do stuff, but there's nothing about like our actual hair. So after I left that show and I, I went through like three months of like trauma counseling and just like brain spotting and like, fucking figuring that out i was like oh well now that i've like healed emotionally like and i feel strong enough to get on a set again
0: Mm -hmm. i need to heal my fucking hair can i ask were they straightening your hair what were they doing to your hair
1: oh my god there were so many things there were so many things so if you watched the show you knew that percy's ponytail was different like all like sometimes like within the episode like the ponytail would be a different ponytail and so it started like season one I had this wig and I like had straightened my hair and season Mm -hmm. one I was a guest star so I did like a little recur and that was like my basically like my audition to Mm -hmm. like be a series regular so I passed and that summer I was like look uh I've never been a series regular before and it's a lot of work on my hair and Mm so I we're in New Orleans so I need like a curly hair texture um because I can't like go straight and the producer who was in charge was like no like we don't want a curl pattern that tight like so I had to audit they auditioned hair for like what I would be able to wear what so yeah so initially that first ponytail was a sew-in uh, in season two beginning uh-huh. two it was a sew-in and I like pushed about the ponytail and it's like it's professional like it's professional being in a ponytail so and then it, it you can't have your hair down because it would be vanity which is just like it just didn't make any sense. It was just like white nonsense. But, you know, like I, it was my first show and I was a team player. And so I tried to like, like play along and Mm -hmm. like do it. And so I I had these extensions and then I did an episode in season two where it was a water episode. And so Mm -hmm. there was all this like work in the pool and, you know, swamp water, whatever. And when I took the tracks down that weekend, I had a bald spot in the center of my head. No. And so then uh, that next year, season three, like in the hiatus, I was like, look, I I need to just be in a wig. Like I can't do mm-hmm. the extensions, like whatever. Like just do a wig. And you can use a perimeter of my hair and like mm-hmm. brush it into the wig, whatever. Well, the the reality of my type four hair is that it's really fucking fragile. And so I, you know, in January of 2017, I had, um, I took the wig down to mm-hmm. assess like my hair. And I was like, whoa, like my hair looks really fucking shitty. Like the 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 perimeter is mm-hmm. like short and the, the inside is like long. And so this is what January looked like. That was January. Oh, no. But then, but then June, six months later, this was my fucking hair. <gasps> oh,
0: no. Oh, OK. Right?
1: Yeah. So so it had completely just. Yeah. So just I was receded. threatening. Exactly. I was threatening boldness in the front. And so season four was the helmet head wig. And so everybody, and it was like they had everything to say about it. And I was just like, you have no idea what I'm dealing with. Like, I, I'm saving
0: it, myself. It is really incredible how, I want to say all white people, but there's a lot of white producers out there who refuse to learn anything about our hair, what our hair needs, um, hiring people who know how to do our hair, and then if you're working five days a week, even if you get your hair done for one scene, you're still in a chair getting your hair done for an hour. And that's a lot of work on your head every fucking day. I wear a wig because I'm like, I I mean, my hair, I'm trying to get it to grow and be healthy and whatnot because I just threw a wig on and didn't care about it. But I was like, no, I should care about my hair. I love my hair. It looks really pretty when I take care of it. And the curls, they look pretty when I when i do it so yeah i it's i've had a lot of conversations with people where they're like "Mm, no or "Mm, we're not gonna pay for a wig so i bring my own and it's like what what (laughs) exactly (laughs) but i think the point that you were
1: making too was that like they don't know anything about our hair but they dictate what our hair is supposed to do
0: and that's the problem And the thing that really fucking got me is when a producer said to you that your hair down wasn't natural or not natural, wasn't professional. Wasn't professional. That is crazy to me that like, white women can wear their hair down and it's professional. White women can wear their hair in a bun and it's professional. White women can wear their hair in braids and it's, ooh, kind of, you went on vacation. That's fun. Yeah, exactly. you wear it for a couple weeks like that. That's fun. But the minute I come in with braids and like beads at the end, it's like, what are you doing? Exactly. You're urban. Now yes. it's
1: too specific. Now uh-huh. it's, you know, whatever. And it's like, it's just, it's just racism. It's just systemic yeah. racism. That's it. So for me, so I fun. was like, how can I like in the bell hooks way of of looking at things she talks about a lot about like healing in that mm-hmm. book rock my soul and it's like for you for 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 you like this is what she says it's basically about it's a focus issue like white supremacy is not a problem of black people. We just experience the effects mm-hmm. of it. That's a white problem. Like that's white people's responsibility to heal within mm-hmm. their community because the people who are doing it looks just like your great white person. So mm-hmm. that's their work. Our work is to heal from the effects of that and make sure that mm-hmm. we're like eradicating that. So for me, I was like, all right, if, if that's the the case and that's something that I want to to a way that I want to like approach this problem then I have to think about like all the ways in which I agreed mhm and and why I agreed and it's like oh your hair is hard your hair is hard to to manage. So it's like, okay, I agreed with that. Why mm-hmm. do I agree with that? And it's like, it, the truth is, my hair is inconsistent with products. Mm-hmm. I can't get my curl defined without twisting it for hours. And then if water gets on it, it comes out of the twist and it stands straight up. And so, I, you know, and then the dryness issue, the mm-hmm. the, the uh, growth uh, plateaus that I experience, the fact that I can't put heat on my hair without completely like damaging it like Mm -hmm. it'll never go back you know (laughs) so like I grew my hair off for seven years and I strained it once for an audition and I had to cut it all off because it was just like yeah so I was like well I'm a human woman and part of the, like, white supremacy of it all is the belief that we need, like, chemicals to, like, mm-hmm. fix our hair. And so I did some research and I studied, like, non-white successful hair cultures. And success, I was defining it by, you know, they, they have the moisture, they, they have a good relationship with water, like, their hair mm-hmm. responds to water, shine, you know, no issues with growth growth plateaus and also like care shit and detangling because Mm -hmm. I noticed that I would lose like clumps of hair when I was detangling my hair. So it was like, I need to hack this. And so I looked up India, Eritrea and Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And then I got interested in cosmetic chemistry, which is like the study of hair. And I created what we are now calling the four naturals treatment. And so it's two products, four steps, but the two products are- It's a henna mud mask. Henna Mm -hmm. is the answer. But you gotta do henna with some humectants because humectants. (laughs) Humectants are ingredients that introduce moisture to the hair.
0: Right. Okay. So like
1: aloe vera would be considered Uh a humectant, right? So and so a lot of the issues that you know people with type four hair have are porosity. So porosity is the health of the cuticle layer. And so Mm -hmm. I had high porosity hair, meaning my cuticle, what was happening on the cuticle layer was I had these giant gaps in my cuticle and the the scales would stand up. So Mm -hmm. water, I didn't have an issue with my hair getting wet. But- it never stayed moisturized. Like as soon oh. as it got wet, it would, and then it was super fragile. So I was, you know, prone to heat damage. I uh, I was prone to um, like if I if I um, just like any kind of uh, rough combing mm-hmm. or whatever, like my hair would like snap. So while I didn't have like rough hair, it was actually too soft. Because the cortex, which is that next layer, it's spongy. Mm -hmm. That's all exposed. So my hair wasn't in the best health. What henna does is it coats the layer of the cuticle and it's a plant plants have great relationships with water so the moisture issue it also solves that moisture issue and the other thing it does with the curls like i didn't have my natural curl didn't do this what do i have on my hair i have on some leave-in conditioner a little castor oil and some eco styler and i Mm -hmm. brushed it there's little i just did it this morning um and this is my these are my curls now that's because the henna is wrapped around my strand and it gives you the best version of whatever your curl is. So uh-huh. type one to type four, like Indian, the Indian community, they have straight hair, but their mm-hmm. hair is very, like, it's very thick, it's shiny, and that's a a use of henna. Like, that's a regimen of henna like the he- the indian community they have a, a hair care uh-huh. regimen since the kids are little where they henna the hair on oh. the weekend and so for us that wrapping of the cuticle also makes the hair heavier so the the curl it people say like oh it, it loosens your curl it doesn't mm-hmm. it actually just defines it and that definition for us we get the the shrinkage and our strands like they want to mm-hmm. stay away from each other That henna acts like a, a magnet and it attracts all one curl is several strands right uh-huh. so with before pre henna your hair isn't attracting the other strands so you get that fro happening right mm-hmm. and because the strand has a, a pattern a zigzag or a spiral when they're separated the strands are separated they're like standing next to each other and you think mm-hmm. that that's detangled for curls detangled hair is is strands that are clumping that's a mm. curl, right? Uh-huh. So what the henna does is it coats the strand, in a nice little protective layer, but because all of your strands are coated with the same, uh, it has a high, cat. I'm trying not to use too much like scientific, but it has a high cationic charge and cationic mm. means positive. So these like our strands are like, oh, okay, hey girl. And so you have these curl strands that clump together and you get your curls and that's, fucking plants how long did this take you to do all this so the research was like a few months it was oh. just like oh let me just like oh let me read this article or let me do this and i went through all manner of different like i I've, I've used betonite clays like and mm-hmm. you know actually trying it and the issue with betonite clay is that while it's on your hair the clay has a high cationic charge which is uh-huh. why you're not supposed to use like metal or whatever when you're mixing it um it would make my curls clump when it was on my hair. But once it was mm-hmm. off, the curl, like, I didn't have a curl anymore. But that's the difference with the Four Naturals treatment because the henna permanently I'm sticks to the strand. I'm
0: Because <laughs> I can sometimes get a curl to happen, but it's like only some of it will be really curly and other will be like, well, I'll just show you. My hair... This is great for our listeners. They're just like, oh, cool. <laughs> oh, so they're showing, anything. <laughs> showing each other their hair. Yes. So like, it is like froey, and it does get like a little curly, but it's just like, will my curls be defined? Oh my God. Oh my
1: God. If you give us your address, I'll send it to you. Um, we actually go on sale 214. Uh, pre-sale. It's a pre-sale. Um, so it's a two-hour, you know, the people who have been sticking with me, the email list. So they're going to get the link and, uh, and you know, get the deal. And yeah, in the next few months, I've been working with uh, contract manufacturers um, to get consistent, like, a production of the both of the products. Um, uh, that happens uh, April 20th. So th- I'm selling off the product that I do have, the units that I do have, mm-hmm. both the henna, the conditioner. And this morning I sat with the conditioner. The conditioner has Cassia obovata in it. Cassia Ooh. acts like henna. It's known as the neutral henna. It's not permanent. But what Cassia does is it attaches to the strand for a little time. It does. It's not like henna. It doesn't stay mm-hmm. on permanently. But it it's a plant. And it makes your hair shiny. It makes your hair soft. It makes Jessica's hair, like if you see her now, like she's she's MMA. So she's used to her hair like on the mat. Like it's mm-hmm. it can get really fragile. And she loses a lot of hair in the shower too. She uses the conditioner. She uses the conditioner every day. And her hair is so long. It's so thick. It's so strong. Um, And you, for, for you, it was the end of a karmic cycle for me. Mm -hmm. I was on NCIS wearing nothing but wigs and weaves and, you know, whatever to try to, like, help my hair and protect my hair. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't have any heat on my hair. For you, there were whole scenes where I had no clip-ins in my hair. And that was after, you know, the year before, I did two Brazilian blowout treatments on my hair. I mean, I just, like, now my hair is fucking, like... I I'm not afraid of anything. So I just cut off 13 inches of hair, okay, <laughs> in October. I've been chronicling it on Four Naturals, uh, naturalshaircom and Four Naturals Hair on Instagram and Facebook. But I do these lives every Wednesday mm-hmm. and you know, talk about my hair, talk about other people's hair. I had a Four Naturals hair spa in LA. Um, and there are people on the website where you can see the three treatments, mm-hmm. three treatments in one month. It's like a completely different head of hair because it's cumulative every time you use the henna it accumulates on top of the oh. last treatment so the hair becomes it appears thicker it's stronger like the, like literally your hair is strong
0: <laughs> I want in I want this I it's want amazing. thicker better or not better I want to improve my hair so it's stronger. I'm now on your website. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Go to the treatment. Go to the treatment. And that's the other thing. So the website now, like, that's why we're in pre-sale, too, because I made so many more videos now. We have, like, styling your curls, drawing your curls. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm giving you all the information you need to, like live with your hennaed hair and like love it and your life is so fucking easy. And this
0: is your natural hair in all these pictures? This is
1: yes! Uh, yes. Oh my and word. then if you go to treatments, if you go to treatments, you'll see like it's not just oh. me. Go to treatments and you'll see like one of like one of the girls will win, like if you look at the dates of the treatment. Uh-huh. Go to the next one. Keisha, she had, like, uh, heat damage. But if you go to look at her, it was in the same month. It's the same month. So it Mm -hmm. accumulates, and it gives the appearance of thicker. And each time they did it, the curl is stronger. The curl is, like, more defined.
0: So, yeah. I love it. I could look at this all day. But (laughs) we do have to end. We have come to the end. I do have to wrap it up. Yes. But Shalita, thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) Honestly, you're a joy to talk to. Um, They tell you to not meet your heroes, but I did it, and I enjoyed it. I truly, like, really (laughs) loved you from afar. And uh, when they said that you would do the show, I was elated in a way that I, I truly can't articulate. I think you're so talented and so wonderful. And then to find out that you're like level-headed and normal and funny is a del- <laughs> <laughs> It's a real treat. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for doing it. Okay, if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can review, you can subscribe on uh, Apple, uh, I don't know, podcast. I should know what... It's called, but if you write me a nasty message hitting on me, I will read it. And this is funny (laughs) that this one is right here. Okay. This nice person said, I'd like for you to do a pole dance split and land your juicy pussy right on my face. I'd make you come so hard you'd forget all about sex toys, to your face, even the Theragun. Then I'd dom you better than all those straight men you fuck ever dreamed of. You'd be begging for me to smack your big <laughs> fat ass harder and harder while I tie you up and give, <laughs> give you all the sexual pleasure your body desires. These men are sluts, yo. This These is a men lady. Sl- this oh is my a lady oh who wrote that. Ma'am, 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 you have shocked me.
1: You have shocked me. That was some hardcore. Wow. You got me, girl. You got me.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow.
1: You're just throwing it out
0: there. On that note, bye-bye. <laughs>